Brain to Glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mother. We're also the best dancers on the internet. Yeah. The, I've noticed <laughs> the more episodes we record, the more beer we drink and the more we dance. <laughs> so if you want to be happy, drink more beer. Wait a second. You might be on to something. I think we've we found should be the shrinks. solution. <laughs> <laughs> you can also contact Blind Ninja Studios Counseling Corporation. Just to be clear, we are not real counselors, and we, you should not take anything that we say from real medical advice. Or you should, with the disclaimer <laughs> that we're definitely make. the disclaimer. <laughs> All right. So beer-wise, between last week and this week, we finally opened the Fresh Coast from yeah. Three Sheeps. Yep. Holy cow, is this beer delicious. It is dank. Uh, it's a dank beer. So, for those of you who are longtime listeners, especially if you've been listening to DOO for a while, yeah. you remember back in the uh, back when we first tried Treehouse. Yeah. There was an hour-long conversation about how great that beer was, and people were mad at us. Yeah. People in the room were mad at us. Yeah. Because we wouldn't shut up. Yeah. And we were huffing a can. Well, I wasn't huffing the can. Okay, I may have huffed you the can. You and Eric were huffing the can. And Pete. Pete was too, yeah. <laughs> uh, this this beer has... Carlos was his normal. Has that juicy mango yeah. Yeah. aroma that is so very reminiscent of that first time I yep. had green. And it's from a brewery in Wisconsin. Yes. We finally have a Northeastern IPA from Wisconsin that... I would rank up there not I mean I wouldn't say it's up there with like Treehouse and Trillium and that but it's getting close. Yeah. It's very it scratches that itch so I don't have to trade for the beer anymore. Yeah. If I were to try this blind taste test I would easily be able to tell you that's an East Coast IPA. Yep. Like that's definitely one of those like you know what they're doing. Yeah. You know that, like, the popularity of green and everything has gotten up so high. You know that's what they're doing. Yeah. Just from the taste. And they're doing it well. Oh, it's very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, it's a spectacular. Grant, you, you did an amazing job, man. Just yeah. fantastic. Keep Love making it. this. Please. Keep please, making please, it. Please, 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 please. Also, uh, if you want to hear more about Three Sheeps, we did an entire uh, interview with him. On DOO, probably two years ago, two or three years ago now. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah, uh, actually, that was a fun interview because it was just me and oh, it was me, Matt, and Grant because we had to do it at eight a.m. in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I had six beers before I went to work. <laughs> yes, not a great idea. No, I mean, really productive day for me, nap wise. <laughs> <laughs> If you look at the amount of nap hours I got in, it was much higher <laughs> it was than great. other days. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, luckily, uh, yeah, luckily I had a ride in that day. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, so have you done anything else beer-wise? Uh, a couple of sips. A couple of sips. A couple of sips, now. Yep. Yeah, yeah. In the last week. Um, All right. Yeah, no, that, that's, the, that's the problem with recording these back-to-back is we yeah. don't have a whole lot of brewing things to talk about personally. Yeah. But it that's the bad that's like the bad of it, but the good of it is that we don't miss weeks. 
Well, it's one of those things where we get yeah we get a little bit of a buffer, right? Because so it's like it's especially this time of year. Yeah, it's so busy at like the end of summer. There's so like I know my September is insane. That's yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gone for the first week of it. So. Yeah, it's gonna be tough for us. Like that's why it's good we're doing this because <laughs> you guys get to keep getting episodes. And we don't have to be assholes and miss episodes. Right, we get to go on vacation. Yeah, <laughs> September is crazy for me. I got like I got three weddings to go to, and then Niagara Falls. How do you know that many people getting married? I know one of them. My brother is. Okay. Yep, that's good. And then two of Lindsay's friends, and I have to uh, go to those. You don't have to, man. I I have to to remain in a relationship. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That that's probably important. <clears throat> yeah, and then. We're going to Niagara Falls, so like, there's so much going on. That's I'm a lot so, of stuff I'm going so on. So stressed about it, just not because like. No, but see, you have all these things going on, and you're still not going to Madeline, man. I just don't understand. I know, I know. <laughs> like logistically, I'm stressed about like just the fact that when am I gonna nap? Like, what days will I have to nap? Like, what? When are my napping days? Yeah, because you always need that my... like one day off yeah. where you don't have to do anything. Yeah, I'm but using... sit in your underpants, drink beer, watch TV, and exactly. Nap. I'm using all my days off to do this wedding stuff, which I hate weddings. I'm one of the biggest anti-wedding mofo's out there. Not not necessarily. I like receptions. Yeah, I have to be in the one. And I don't want to be in it. Oh, that's your brother's wedding. Yeah. He you told me I for sure have to be in it. Well, yeah, no, you have to be in your brother's wedding. That's how that works. I know. I'm still mad about it. <laughs> you can't be mad about it, man. Yes, I it's can. It's your brother's wedding. Yes, I can. You can't be mad about being in your brother's wedding. It's supposed to be a happy occasion. Be happy. It, I'm, I'm happy. See, what I'm saying is I'm not anti-marriage because plenty of people get married and they're doing just fine. I, That's good for you. But the wedding thing is the thing that I don't like. See, I love, I don't, I don't mind weddings, except for, if you're in the wedding, the wedding photo part. Oh, that's the worst. Especially if they don't know what they want. Yes. Like, I was, I was in one, and they knew exactly what they wanted, so we showed up, we, half hour, and we yeah. were done. I was in another one, where me and the best man <laughs> were passing, fl- where we were trading flasks back and forth. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't know what they wanted, and so we would just go and drink yeah. while they were trying to figure out what was yeah. going on, and then we'd show back up, and then they would get mad when we'd make silly faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're letting us get drunk. <laughs> it's really your fault. That my brother's wedding, his fiance sent out like the itinerary, like she's got everything scheduled for the day. And she's got three hours set aside for photos. Three hours? Three of them. And I'm like, oh my god. How many photos? You're never going to look at these photos again. No, she's she's got like bride and groom, uh, bride and groomsman, bride and best man, groom and maid of honor, groom and maids and whatever they are her side and then it's like both sides and then just them and then them with this person them with like each individual person is she a bridezilla like oh yeah okay like not too bad because like her family has a ton of money Mm. so she's getting everything she wants and my brother's just like 
I don't have anything to do with it. He's just like <laughs> sitting there like, watching. I'm showing up. And then she's like, you have to get a hold of these people. And then he just does it because he's terrified like a, like a puppy. And he's like, he called me. He called me the other day because I forgot to go in and get measured. Like it totally slipped my mind. She told me like a month ago and she was like, has to be done by August 16th. And I was like, cool. I got a month to do it naturally because that was uh 13 days ago (laughs) well no this was this was like two weeks ago so it was like the day after the 16th and so naturally when she told me in like june i was like i got a lot of time to do that so i'm gonna do it the very last day and then totally forgot about it because that's how we do things um yeah pretty much (laughs) (laughs) and so then he called me and he's like hey taryn wants to make sure that you're doing this and i was like well I, i don't know i'll get to it and he's like it has to be done now. Like, I can hear the fear. Like, I, that's unacceptable. Like, I can't go back and report that to her. Like, you give me a, the wrong answer, man. Like, so he was like, you have to go do it today. And I was like, I got stuff going on today. He's like, it's you. You're doing it today. <laughs> so I went and did it that. You day. get off the ruler, like, <laughs> and then I, I. Uh, she has a Facebook group for it so she can contact all of us and yell at all of us. And you left. No, I'm I'm in it because I think it's funny because I keep like fucking with her. And so she's like, uh, she was like, you all have to be measured already. And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to get measured later because I plan on packing on mass. And she sends me a message specifically. (laughs) You will go get measured. And I I was messing with her because I had already done it. And she was like, you will not tack on mass. (laughs) I will eat what I want. (laughs) I will have a large pizza and four beers. Leave me alone. That's totally, I love love going in there and messing with her. Like every time she posts something, I just like dick it up. You just gotta like keep posting pictures of like Fat Mac. (laughs) I'm gonna tack on mass. Not fat. Put on mass. Then I will convert this mass into muscle, muscle. later. <laughs> anyway, we got side. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. We got to talk beer. Yeah, we right? do. All right. White Sorry, IPA. this isn't DOO. I can't just I know, derail everything. Right? Uh, All right. Sorry, guys. That was Rick's fault. Yeah. 100%. All right. So, White IPA. I'll take this one. I'm going to blame you for next episode's That's perfectly fine. <laughs> All right, so this is a specialty IPA. Uh, so our recipe looks like this. We did six pounds of uh, two-row, uh, five pounds of white wheat, um, so real simple grist. Yeah. And then we did an ounce of citra at 60 minutes and then an ounce of citra at zero. So we're looking at an OG of 10.59, uh, final gravity of about 10.10, uh and like in our IBUs of 46, and then... ABV of about six and a half. Beautiful. About six, six and a half. <clears throat> so, yeah, let's start kind of diving through this. So, overall impression, looking at a fruity, spicy, refreshing version of American IPA, but with a lighter color, less body, and featuring either the distinctive yeast and or spice additions, uh, typical of a Belgian wit beer. Yeah. Aroma, moderate fruity esters, banana, citrus, perhaps apricot. May have light to moderate spice aromas such as coriander or pepper from actual spice additions and or Belgian yeast. <clears throat> Hop aroma is moderately low to medium, usually American or New World type with stone fruit, citrus, and tropical aromas. Esters and spices may reduce hop aroma perception. Light clove-like phenolics may be prevalent. 
present. Okay, so aroma-wise? You got those fruity esters. It's fruity. I'm yeah. not picking up any banana. More citrus? Yeah. Yeah, it's more of the citrus. Um, so we're and not, we don't have the banana. Kind of a neutral yeast character. I'm not getting a whole lot of yet esters. Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of esters. I think orange mm. is the fruity ester we're getting. Yep. <clears throat> so that's that. Um, spice aroma. No, not like I. I'm not getting any spice. I'm uh, coriander, maybe the orange, but we didn't yeah. add any coriander. I don't know. What did we use for the yeast on this? I think we used the wrong yeast. I think that might be the problem. Oh, no, we used Belgian ale yeast. We did? Yep. Okay. We used WLP uh, 550. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm not getting... I think the spice that I'm getting is subtle. There is some. Yeah, but it's not but it's enough. Not, it's not... I, th I think we missed the aroma enough. on this. I think we did, too. Um, I think we're bad at IPAs. I don't know. Um, hop aroma, moderately low. I'm not picking up, like, anything hop. Oh no, that's that's the majority of the yeah. Because we use citra hops. The majority oh, of the fruit is, is okay. your your citra. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's mostly hopper or hop aroma. Mm -hmm. Very little else. Mm -hmm. All right. So I I think we missed the aroma. Yeah, I think we did too. All right. Uh, appearance. <clears throat> we can't call it a hit. No appearance. Uh, pale to deep golden color, typically hazy, moderate to large, dense white head that persists. Yes. Yeah, we've got the. We got that appearance. For oh, sure. we got the appearance. Slight gold. Slight gold. Big white head that yeah. sticks around for a and while. The head's still here, and we poured yep. this a while ago. Little hazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little hazy. All right, flavor. That's what we need. Important. Light malt flavor, perhaps a bit bready. Fruity esters are moderate to high, with citrus flavors similar to grapefruit and orange. Or stone like or stone fruit like apricot. Sometimes banana like flavors are present. Some banana. <clears throat> uh, hop flavor is medium low to medium high with citrusy or fruity aspects. Some spicy clove like flavors from Belgian yeast may be present. Coriander and orange peel flavors may be found as well. Bitterness is high, which leads to a moderately dry, refreshing finish. I'm gonna tell you right now that we do have that light malt flavor that's bready. Yep. We got... We've got those fruity esters on the yep. flavor, which is pretty high. We got the bitterness. It's orange. Oh, yeah, no, big orange. Like orange. This is an orange, but like yep. biting into a mandarin orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mandarin orange is a perfect description of that flavor. It's not yep. like a regular orange. Mm-hmm. Um, no banana. Nope. But that's okay. <clears throat> well, we're just trying to follow our ethos in this. Yep. <laughs> Well, no. <laughs> Sometimes banana is okay. Yeah, it wasn't intentionally no banana, yep. but it ended up being no banana. No banana. Um, Not getting any spicy characters. Mm, I am. Well. Mm. It's spicy clove-like. Yeah, a little bit of clove. Because... I think my my mouth kind of wants to interpret some of the spiciness as carbonation, but it's not super high carbonation. No, it's 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 a medium carbonation. Yeah, there's a little bit of spiciness okay. there that I think I would 
it's kind of confusing. It's, it's very, it's a very light spice. Yeah, but it's there, and it's on the back end. Mm-hmm. Not front. Up front is all orange and citrus. Yeah. So it's not the tail, it's not the aftertaste, but it's right... Right, right before that. Like, like at the end the of... The back of your tongue. Yeah. It's like the end of the body. You get that yep. spiciness. But it's... <clears throat> it's light. And then, um, yeah, bitterness is high, which leads to a moderately yep. dry, refreshing finish. This is a very refreshing beer. It is. It does... It Yeah, it finishes nice. So, hey... I'm going to say we hit the, we uh, hit we hit the, the flavor. flavor. So, so far, we've hit a flavor... Or, yeah, flavor and appearance, we've missed aroma. Somehow our aroma got off. Which right. I was... Yeah. Mouthfeel. Medium light body with medium to medium high carbonation. Typically no astringency, although highly spiced examples may exhibit a light astringency, which is not distracting. Hey, we, we got spice medium... No, nope. so. we got medium body. We got medium carbonation. And we have no astringency. That's what I'm getting. Is that what you're getting? Yeah. So I think we're falling right in line with this mouth. So the only one that we miss is the aroma. <clears throat> yep. I'm going to call this a hit. I'm going to call it a success. There's three, a lot of Three things. out of four. I think I think we can call that a hit. Yeah. Because the aroma is so close. And I feel like the big thing that we missed is that spice character, like the spice aromas. Mm-hmm. And... That says from actual spice additions or Belgian yeast. I feel like if we had put actual spice additions, we'd hit that aroma. Yeah, but then I feel like we'd be overshooting the flavor. We might be. But so some of them do do spice additions without overshooting the flavor. I feel like maybe that's it just might be more prevalent in one with actual additions Mm -hmm. just because aroma is different than flavor in that like you'll like from the yeast i might not smell it as much but when i add actual coriander i'm gonna smell that i don't know this is just my theory no i i i i'm i'm not disagreeing with your theory at all i think i think if we had added spices we would have added more to the aroma for sure but i'm i'm worried that we would have i don't think we should have added no and this doesn't say that we needed to yep uh, so maybe maybe if we've fermented a little bit higher of a temperature, that could have been to, it, yeah. to bring out some more esters or done a, a bigger starter or uh, less of a starter to stress out that yeast a little That's bit to true. bring out some more yeah. of that. So there's a lot of reasons that we could have an off aroma. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call it a fail just based on the aroma. No, I'm not either. I and think... I think that we still can give this a thumbs up, mostly because everything else matches and the flavor let's be honest, is the most important part of the beer. What are you doing? Oh, smelling beer. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, so I think I think that we hit it. Mm-hmm. For sure. We got it. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that's, I think you're right. So we can give it a thumbs up with an asterisk on the aroma. Alright, I gotta finish this real quick. Pound it out. Because we got to dive into the next beer. Yep. Uh, so, the topic of the discussion today <clears throat> is Lambic. We're doing 23D. Not a style that oh. Rick is super... Where the hell are you going, man? It's foaming. You start pouring it. Huh? Just pour it into a glass. I 
wasn't ready for. I didn't know how much it was gonna fall. <laughs> he just rocketed out of his chair. Well, I thought it was. It looked like it was about to foam over way more than it did. And I thought we were going to have, like, a rocket of beer. Nope. But we didn't. Yeah, no, it's super highly carbonated. So the Lambic that we have is actually a a blend of a Lambic that I brewed with uh, <coughs> Eric Wood and uh, Miles Swanson three years ago now two or three years ago and um, another Lambic that they did so it's not a commercial example but it's the closest thing that I have to a true Lambic that we'd be able to try and kind of talk about here so yeah this is uh, style 23D Uh, we're looking at a fairly sour often moderately funky wild Belgian wheat beer with sourness taking uh, taking the place of hop bitterness in the balance traditionally spontaneously fermented in the Brussels area uh, and served uncarbonated, the refreshing acidity makes for a very pleasant cafe drink. So this is not uh, mildly or uncarbonated. No, but this is quite carbonated. Yep. All right. Aroma. A decidedly sour aroma is often dominant in young examples, but may become more subdued with age as it blends with aromas described as barnyard, earthy, goaty, hay horsey and horse blanket a mild citrus fruity aroma is considered favorable an enteric smoky cigar like or cheesy aroma is unfavorable no cheese no cheese <clears throat> older versions are commonly fruity with aromas of apples and or even honey no hop aroma alright so this one I get horse blanket and barnyard. Yeah. And a little bit of sour. Yeah, it smells sourish with maybe some like wet old horse blanket. Yeah. I don't I don't know why this is ever a favorable smell in a beer. <laughs> it smells awful. And I mean, as everyone probably knows, I hate sours. Yes. But I'm gonna give this a go. I'm keeping an open mind. If it's not too sour like actually sour I can handle it but I just can't deal with sour I'm not good at it but it is it smells gross to me <laughs> it smells like the farm yeah it does which fits the aroma somehow yep. for some reason somebody <laughs> wants that but it fits the aroma it just it smells nasty All right. uh, appearance we're looking at pale yellow to deep golden in color age tends to darken the beer clarity is hazy to good Younger versions are often cloudy, while older ones are generally clear. White-colored head generally has poor retention. Yeah. Well, this is very clear. Um, pale yellow. Mm-hmm. And it had that white head that had poor retention. It's yeah, got no, no it, head it left. vanished pretty quickly. quickly. So uh, the, the, the appearance on this is perfect. Mm-hmm. All right, man. You want to talk flavor? <coughs> flavor. Yum. Young. Yum. Not anything yum about this to me. Young examples are often noticeably lactic sour, but aging can bring this character more in balance with the malt, wheat, and barnyard characteristics. Fruity flavors are simpler in young lambics, more complex in the older examples, where they are reminiscent of apples or other light fruits, rhubarb, rhubarb or honey. 
Some citrus flavor, often grapefruit, is mm. occasionally noticeable and is desirable. The malt and wheat character are typically low with some bready grainy notes. An enteric smoky or cigar-like character is undesirable. Hop bitterness is low to none and generally undetectable. Sourness provides the balance. Typically has a dry finish with no hop flavor. Yeah, uh, this okay. is lactic sour uh, with green or with uh, oh with uh, with apples. It's very good. Oh, that's too sour. Oh, lordy, <laughs> lordy, 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 that's sour. Yeah, that's gonna, really sour. You gonna be okay there, buddy? It's very sour. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try and taste it and look through the sourness here. Yep, see, see if you can find the apple. Just hunt for apples. Oh. 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 You got to do the three oh. sip test, man. The first sip. So, so sour. So, so, when you, so when you're tasting beers, you always take three sips. The it's first sip so sour. Uh, blindsides you. The second sip acclimates you. And the third sip, you actually get the flavor of the beer. It's working a little. It's not quite as sh- as yeah. It's, it's not shocking. Like every tongue. everything is kind of figured out where I it still wants don't to like be. It. And- <clears throat> I'm getting the I'm getting the 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 apples. So it's like a dry cidery apple. Yeah. That I'm pulling from it. Oof. Gosh, that's sour. Galdang. Dagum. <laughs> Rick is crying over in the corner right now. I'm close. That is that is sour. No, it's it's a tart beer. It's a very tart beer. It's aside from the sourness, the flavor that I can glean out of it is pretty good. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a cidery apple. It's mm-hmm. it's very good. Wow. That is a fourth sip. I have never seen Rick take a fourth sip. That means this is a good lambic. No, I'm just trying to I don't like the sourness on it. I'm trying to get the flavors. Trying out to of go it, past though. that, yeah. Uh, you you get a little bit of. I mean, there, there's a little bit of grain under it, mm-hmm. but not much. I'm not getting it because it's too sour for me. Yeah. Mm. No, mostly you get that. You get that lactic bite. Uh, some green apple. Uh, there's 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 a little bit of grain depth there. Yeah, I get kind of the grain. If I put it in my mouth and then tip my face forward so it only touches the tip of my tongue and doesn't hit the sour parts in the back. I don't think that's how the tongue works, but okay. Yeah, it is. Your your taste buds are kind of grouped together generally in little zones. thought that was a myth that was disproven a while back, but I could be wrong. Mm-mm. I have not researched taste buds in a while. No, and it's... They're everywhere. But you have higher concentrations oh, in certain okay. areas. It's not like they're strictly divided. Because you definitely taste sourness on the outs- like the back outsides of your tongue. You get that tightness like right here mm-hmm. in the throat. Oh, gosh. It's right. too sour for me. Mouthfeel. Light to medium light body. In spite of the low finishing gravity, uh, the many mouth-filling flavors prevent the beer from feeling like water. As a rule of thumb, lambic dries with age, which means which makes dryness a reasonable indicator of age. Has a medium to high tart puckering quality without being sharply astringent. Traditional versions are virtually are virtually to completely uncarbonated, but bottled examples can pick up moderate carbonation with age. Okay. 
So this one definitely has moderate carbonation, but it's not super, super bubbly. No. Um, comments. Straight Lambics are single-batch, unblended beers. Since they are unblended, the Straight Lambic is often a true product of the house character of a brewery. <clears throat> and will be more variable than a goose. They are generally served young, six months, and on tap as cheap, easy-drinking beers without any filling carbonation. Younger versions tend to be one-dimensionally sour since a complex Brett character often takes upwards of a year to develop. An enteric character is often indicative of a lambic that is too young. A noticeably vinegary, vinegary or cidery character is considered a fault by Belgian brewers. Since the wild yeast and bacteria will ferment all sugars, they are typically bottled only when they have completely fermented. Uh, spontaneously fermented wild ales uh, from the area in and around Brussels. This is the history, or the, the, the Seine Valley. Stem from a farmhouse brewing tradition several centuries old. The number of producers is constantly dwindling. So your characteristic ingredients on this beer... Unmalted wheat, 30 to 40%. Pilsner malt and aged hops, three years are used. <clears throat> the aged hops are used more for preservative effects than bitterness and makes actual bitterness levels difficult to estimate. Traditionally, these beers are spontaneously fermented with a naturally occurring yeast and bacteria in predominantly oak in barrels. The barrels used are natural with little oak char, so don't expect a fresh or forward oak character. More natural is typical. Home-brewed and craft-brewed versions are more typically made with pure cultures of yeast, commonly including Saccharomyces. I'm not yep, very good at this. Bretomyces. Pediococcus. Pediococcus and Lactobacillus in an attempt to recreate the effects of dominant microbiota of Brussels and the surrounding countryside of the Seine River Valley. Cultures taken from bottles are sometimes used, but there is no simple way of knowing what organized organisms are still viable. <clears throat> yes, so that's what's up. What up, what up, what up? Yeah, right. um, I'm through this. Oh uh, yeah, go ahead. So your style comparison. Uh, generally has a more simple sourness and complexity than a goes. Traditionally served uncarbonated from pitchers, while goes is bottled and very highly carbonated. Your vital stats are IBUs of 0 to 10, SRM of 3 to 7, an OG of 1040 to 1054, a final gravity of 1001 to 1010, and an ABV of 5.0 to 6.5. That's what's up. Okay. Alright. I'll go through some commercial examples here. This is an interesting one. <laughs> the only bottled version readily available is Cantillon... Cantillon. Cantillon Grand Cru Bossia. Of whatever single batch vintage the brewer deems worthy to bottle. Decam sometimes bottles their very old five years lambic. In and around Brussels, there are very special there are specialty cafes that often have 
draft lambics from traditional brewers or blenders such as Boone, Decam, Cantillon, De Frionon, Lindemann, whatever it is, Lindemann's, uh, Timmermans, and Guerin. Gerardin. I haven't had any of theirs. So I don't know how to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So it's yeah. hard to get any of this. Yes. Uh, Cantillon bottles are so good. Just uh, if you're a sour fan and yeah. you have not had Cantillon, seek it out. It's so good. Yeah, that'd be yeah, not for me. Right. All right. So help me out here. We need... Uh, what What was the... It was 40% some sort of wheat, right? Unmalted wheat, 30 to 40%. Right, and what kind, what kind of OG are we looking for? OG we're looking for is 1040 to 1054. Okay. Figured it out. If I do four pounds of unmalted wheat and six pounds of Pilsner... That gives us 10.51. Beautiful. With a uh, 60-40 ratio. That'll work. Right, because... That'll work just great. Yeah. All right, hops. Um, it doesn't have aged hops on here, so I'm just going to leave the hops out. Yeah. We're using something that you had. Yeah, no, I got, I got some old... Uh, I have some aged uh, whole leaf. Perfect. So we're going to use that. Um, and then some yeasty beasties. Yeastus. Lambic. Belgian lambic blend. blend. Or do we want to use the Bretomyces lambicus from Weist? Good question. I think let's do whichever one you want. Uh, let's try the Belgian lambic blend. Okay. See what happens there. All right. So that... And give an SRM of three with an ABV of five percent. Beautiful. We're looking good. Alright, I think that's really all we need. Like really simple beer. Yeah. Um Just gonna most turn of out it in the age. I'm not gonna do so this 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 one that we did, we did a traditional uh, lambic brew day. We did a I wanna say it was like a quadruple decoction mash. And oh my god, was it the worst thing in the world? <laughs> that brew day took twelve hours. Ugh. No, we're not doing for that. For a single five gallon batch. We're not doing that. No. Nope. We're gonna throw this shit in a mash tun, <laughs> <laughs> then boil it for sixty minutes and call her good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're just not we're gonna, gonna brew for twelve hours for five gallons. No, we're we're, we're not, not doing it. We we don't have that kind of time. No. Nope. With the with the amount of brewing that we're doing, we just nope. we can't Unfortunately, we can't uh, dedicate that amount of time. But we should turn out okay. You know, it's going to be a serviceable Lambic. Yep. Uh, we haven't tried our latest sour on here yet, uh, but when I kegged it, it tasted real good. So yes, we're getting closer on our sours a little bit. Yeah, well, you'd be the judge of that. Right? You and Pete. Not me. And Carlos. Do you want the rest of this? No. I can't. I don't need that heartburn tonight. Okay, I'm just going to dump it. That's fine. Can't handle it. Uh -huh. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, <laughs> and if you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash blindingstudios and become a patron today. If you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, head on over to blindingstudios.com and click on the Amazon link on our homepage. 
Uh, then if you do, uh, then whatever you buy, we get a little bit of a kickback from Amazon. So really helps us out, and it's very little work on your part. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, recipe ideas, or just want to shoot the shit, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnerdstudios.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.